Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There is a story for everyone here because every story matters. Welcome everyone to the Storybox. This is the place to be if you are a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, and if you want to grow abundantly. My name is Jay Phantom, and I believe it's my purpose to help you realize your worth and become the greatest and best version of you possible. I am grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the Storybox together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. We all wear masks, some with makeup, some with smiles, some with wives or husbands, cars or clothes. We hide from the world and from ourselves. We hide from our truths behind our eyes, running always from a real. But somewhere there where truth meets courage, we are waiting to be found. My friends, welcome back to a very exciting episode of the Storybox. It's exciting and it's a special one for me because I have a great poet and also now a good friend. His name is Atticus, or he goes by the name Atticus. Now, if you have seen or read any of Atticus's words, you will no doubt feel how powerful and moving they really are. I mean, that was just one of the poems that I read out from his Instagram page but he's got many, many more. He's got a number of New York Times best-selling books, and his story is really incredible. Even though he is anonymous, he is a very down-to-earth and humble human being that loves to give, and he gives so much with his words and with his art that I feel like it is time for me to give back to him and share with you guys his incredible journey. This is a conversation that many of you might not have actually heard him like share any of this stuff before and I really, really enjoyed uh, speaking to him. But for those of you that don't know who Atticus is, he's an anonymous poet. He's the first actual anonymous human being that I have had the pleasure of speaking to on the story box. It was a, it was a real fun, <laughs> real fun time, I have to say so. Uh, but Atticus is the author of several beloved New York Times books such as Love Her Wild, The Dark Between Stars, and The Truth About Magic. Atticus evokes a sense of nostalgia and romance throughout his work that inspires readers to find the beauty and artistry found across the many extraordinary facets of life. Gwyneth Paltrow's group also listed his books as the number one poetry books to read. Imagine having that on your resume, right? But Atticus is an artistic trailblazer who has also created a digital community and space for readers to rediscover themselves and the world around them. Atticus quickly amassed a digital audience of over 3 million followers, including Kim Kardashian, Shawn Mendes, 
Carly Gloss, Alicia Keys, Emma Roberts, Shay Mitchell, Lucy Hale, The Chainsmokers, and Vin Diesel, among Elon Musk too, including many, many others. His social media posts receive over 25 million impressions and reach over 3.5 million per week. It's absolutely incredible. But one of my favorite parts in this conversation, my friends, is the fact that he does get really authentic and he does share vulnerable moments about his story, about his life. And he also shares a poem with you guys at the very end, which was a real treat for myself to actually hear him say and share. Uh, But I have no doubt that it will be a treat for you guys listening. So my friends, if you do get something from this conversation, please share it around. Uh, If you are a fan of Atticus, even better. I am a huge fan now, uh, even if I wasn't before. But please don't hold that against me. (laughs) So my friends, everything that you need is all in the show notes below. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. Once again, it goes a long way in supporting not just the community of the Storybox, but also supporting Atticus's community too, which I know he would be extremely grateful for. All right, my friends, you know what time it is. It is time to journey with me into the story box. Atticus is going to evoke a sense of definitely nostalgia. There's going to be a bit of talk of love in here too, which is amazing, vulnerability, you name it. As we listen, learn, and grow from the wisdom, the advice, and the incredible story of none other than Atticus. Oh, thanks, Jay. It's so nice to be here. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you. You're not Shawn Mendes, are you? <laughs> I <kinda> like him. <laughs> uh, I wish. I. I actually know Sean. He's. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. But um, you know, I wish he's way better looking than I am. <laughs> oh, wow, man! But imagine having all these people in your corner and on on the resume to sort of endorse your work. I mean, it's pretty, pretty incredible. But you yourself, man, you sound incredibly humble. And I'm grateful for the fact that you are here today and you're speaking to me all the way. I'm based in Sydney, Australia. You're based in, uh, I believe, Texas at the moment. So it's it's really great, man. And the first question that I do want to ask you to sort of start off this conversation with is what does success look like for you? That's a good question. Well, you know, I think it's changed over... Um, over my life. And, you know, when I was younger, I think, uh, I was like a lot of people, I think success was kind of like recognition and celebrity. And, you know, as I kind of grew up, um, and was more exposed to like celebrity and, um, and such, I think it really changed for me. And, and I, I would say that like success now is just like living a fulfilled life, you know, uh, it's balance. It's, um, you know, do you like what you're doing? And so, um, you know, those are kind of the gauges, which I, which I judge my own success by, you know, kind of how happy am I day to day doing what I do. So what makes you happy at the moment? Um, I love writing, man. Like I, I love writing poetry. Um, I find, I get a lot of joy out of it. And, and, uh, I, you know, it's, it surprises me sometimes that, uh, with how long I've been writing that, that I still enjoy it, but, um, but, uh, yeah, I really do. And so, you know, the more I can just like write the, the happier, the happier I am really. Do you write every day? 
Um, no, I don't. Um, I should. Um, but I kind of have to like, you know, life, life gets in the way. I think I'm, I'm probably like a lot of, uh, writers, artists, um, you know, you have to kind of like carve out time for it, you know, it's like life kind of like elbows its way in. And, um, and, uh, I, I wish I, I wish I could write more than I do. Do you find that sort of impacts your level of creativity at all? If you do have to sort of carve out time to sit there and write rather than just be free in the moment and just have, I guess, free flowing time, if that makes sense. It's a great question. I, I think it's important to like, you know, when you're feeling that flow is to like use that and like immediately start creating, whether, you know, you're a poet and you're writing or if you're an artist, you, you know, or a musician, you play. I think it's important to, to, to just like be aware of yourself and be like, Hey, like I'm in flow right now. I gotta, I gotta create. Um, but I also think that it, that it really pays like to, to set that time across, set that time, um, and really just like be deliberate about it, you know, and not every time you're going to, you know, be able to create, but, um, but giving yourself that space, I think is really important and, and can be, you know, that's, that's how you create. Have you ever been in a moment in your life where the, like, you've had this creative urge and you've been in this kind of, you just had that spark of inspiration and you just want to write, but you're extremely busy. And you just said, Hey, sorry guys, uh, I've got to go. I've got to write something. <laughs> Have you ever had moments like that? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I think it happens to me at, at like a party, like, you know, <laughs> events or something a lot. And I'll just like go outside and write on my phone or, or, or whatever. Um, you know, you just never know when an inspiration will hit. And, um, uh, my girlfriend kind of laughs cause she, she kind of is like aware of it and like, will be, you know, um, traveling or something like that. And I'll just be like on my phone and she'll be like, no, not to interrupt. Cause she's like, Oh, he's writing for a second. Mm-hmm. He's doing his weird thing. i've found moments like that man i'd be like 12 o'clock in the morning here in sydney australia and i'll just like wake up with this urge to write something just like this moment of inspiration and i've amazing i've I've had to like i'll put one of my journals beside my bed or i'll have uh, my phone as well and it's kind of like you're half asleep sometimes but (laughs) Yeah, like when you wake up in the morning, it's like, I actually wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> like what was going on is like in this yeah. moment of dazed in, in, inspiration. It's yeah, like, it's like yeah. cryptic. You kind of have to like like figure out what you were trying to say and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's I one of those things. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, the, the what, I, what I like to call uh, when inspiration or creativity comes, you just got to embrace it. You don't fight it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you fight yeah. it, you lose it, and you regret it later on. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I think Woody Woody Allen's famous for for writing like little sparks of ideas on pieces of paper and and notepads and things, and then just like putting them all in a box. And he has to kind of like put together the puzzle of what his he was trying trying to uh, say in a lot of those ideas. And if people know of Woody Allen's stuff, you know how creative that that guy is. I mean, with his with his films and with his just writing in general. I mean, it's kind of hard to follow along sometimes. <laughs> for me, yeah, personally. Absolutely. Probably why, yeah. Yeah. But for it's you, man, awesome. like where did this start for you? Where did you get the urge to 
start writing poetry? Has it always been something that has been part of your life or is it sort of like, have you adapted it into your life somewhere along the line? Yeah. I mean, no, I definitely didn't grow up writing poetry and I think it surprised me more than anyone, maybe that, um, that I started writing. Um, you know, it happened rather serendipitously. I, I went, um, I went on a trip to France, um, years ago. Um, it was probably like six or seven years ago at this point. And, um, through a friend of a friend, I met this, uh, actor, a guy named, uh, Michael Madsen. And mm -hmm. he's like, if you don't know who that is, he's like the bad guy from Kill Bill and Reservoir Dogs and, um, a Justin Bieber music video. Um, he's like really incredible actor. You know, he's, in, he's, he's done so much and, um, him and I became friends and, and he taught me a lot about fame and, and, you know, the kind of negative aspects and sides of fame and, and, um, in our time together, he, he taught, told me about poetry and how poetry had like, in his words, saved his life. And, you know, he'd struggled a lot with addiction, um, and alcohol and things. And, you know, poetry had saved his life. He even put out a, a book of poetry. And, you know, for me, I was like, wow, here's this badass American kind of hero, um, who is, who is writing poetry. Um, and that was like kind of the first time in my life that I, that I gave myself permission to explore that more vulnerable side of myself and explore poetry. And, you know, I grew up loving like Jack Kerouac and, and Bukowski and Hemingway and, and Hunter S. Thompson, you know, and I, I loved their words. I loved their quotes and epigrams. I, I just never kind of imagined that I would have anything to say. And so, you know, on that trip, a few days later, I was going, I was in Paris for the very first time in my life. And I was so inspired by that city. Um, and I just, you know, started writing. I, I saw some things I thought were beautiful and I, and I started writing and, and, uh, yeah, I never expected it to turn into anything. Um, and was kind of very surprised and humbled when, you know, it kind of did. Was it hard for you to sort of start writing, especially about the subject matter that you do write about? Um, I felt it came pretty naturally, you know, I think, you know, you said it best when inspiration hits, I, I felt really inspired and I felt, you know, um, Paris is an easy city to write about because it's, you, you, you don't have to use your imagination. You kind of just write what you see. And I think that was, uh, was helpful first when I started, but, um, but yeah, certainly, you know, as, as I started posting it online and I, and I, you know, started posting on Instagram, um, it was hard to be vulnerable and to remind myself to be vulnerable and to like, you know, deal with those kind of subject that those subjects, mm. um, if that makes sense. And, and, you know, I think from the beginning, um, the fact that I chose to, to do it anonymously helped help that in a big way. Which is, I have a number of like sort of paths that I do want to go down from those responses. But one of the questions I did want to ask you that sort of might help go down these other paths is you mentioned there was sort of difficult to be vulnerable. I mean, what, when was the moment that you felt like you were being the most vulnerable with your writing? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I can't remember who said it first, but Tim Ferriss, I think it was said, had a line that was kind of like, you know, 
whenever I'm scared to post because I think it's me being too vulnerable is when I know that I'm onto something because like kind of his point behind that was like, you know, we're, we're all very vulnerable creatures. And like, if you post something that's really vulnerable, chances are someone's going to really connect with it and it's going to get through the clutter. And, and I really took that to heart and, and, you know, um, and that really helped me be vulnerable. And I think I, again, like, you know, cause I was wearing a mask, I, I wasn't writing to, to, to try to be anything. I wasn't writing to try to be cool. I was just like, I was honestly feeling these things and you know, this is kind of like how I was seeing the world. And so I, I just, just posted it and, you know, um, I, I think, and I hope that's kind of what people connected to. It was just like, Oh, that's, that's a real feeling. I get that. I, I felt something like that. Um, which is what I love, um, about other people's writing is when they're, I'm like, wow, that's, that's really vulnerable. And that's that, you know, Hemingway says, you know, truth, right, write the truth. Mm. Speak your own truth. It's far more powerful yeah. than, than living in a lie and then trying to please other people. Yeah. Your, your yeah. words are extremely powerful. So is your, your life, how you present yourself. And I think social media has created this false sense of reality for mm-hmm. many people. It's kind of like everyone sees the good that the good lives that people are living, but they don't really yeah. see bad, the struggles, the hurts, everything that someone is going through, which sort of leads me to my next question for you, Atticus is it's sort of in line with being vulnerable. Have you ever sort of thought, am I really being my true self, my vulnerable self by being anonymous on social media? Like, do you think that it'll have a greater impact for people to actually read it? If that question makes sense. Yeah. that Yeah. No, that's a really, really um, powerful question. Um, yeah, I do think so. I mean, it, you know, it, it works differently for different people. I think this, this has made sense for me and I don't think I could do what I do um, necessarily, or I wouldn't be as true to myself, um, if I wasn't anonymous, if, if that makes sense, Mm. because I think I would, I would just be constantly writing for someone else, you know, and to try like exactly like you said, with social media, you know, you can't help, but just like post pictures, uh, of your kind of like highlight reel, they say, you know, um, and you're, you're kind of posting for other people. You're not kind of posting for yourself. And, and I think that, um, being anonymous has really helped me just be honest with myself and, and not write for anybody else, but write, write for myself. And, mm. you know, it's a definitely an imperfect science, um, and something that I, you know, just like have to challenge myself to do, but, um, but, uh, yeah, I think all altogether, it has helped me be more, more vulnerable. Mm. You say on, on your Instagram, sending love from the shadows, which I love. I mean, it doesn't mean you don't have to, people don't have to see your face in order to feel the love that you're giving out there for people. I think that's an, that's an important lesson in of itself. Like if you don't know someone personally, you can still feel that they do want to help. I mean, like by your words and the thing that I appreciate that when I was researching and, and looking at all your, your poetry is I connected with the the power of of love, like the, when you were talking about sheer love, and I think that in our world today, people are craving 
that sense of love. I think we've learned about it in like the whole pandemic even is yeah. we need that love to, I guess you could say to comfort us if that makes sense yeah. and to make us feel like we do belong. I mean, yeah. so I, I guess I, I sort of want to steer it towards you uh, speaking about love and what have you noticed about um, loving yourself more as opposed to loving another person? What's the difference there for you? Oh, um, I need to unpack that. That's, I mean, you said a lot of really beautiful things. It's like very, very well said. I do um, that sometimes. <laughs> you're, you're a poet. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, um, love, love again has like, has like really evolved. I think it's kind of like success, you know, love has really evolved for me, um, as I've grown and learned and, uh, you know, through relationships and failed relationships and it, you know, it, the meaning of love has really evolved for me. And, you know, I think I was like, I think I'm like a lot of people when, when I, um, was younger and I kind of had these kind of naive views of what love is and, and, um, you know, love was just kind of like throwing yourself into an, into another person. And, um, I, I mean, speaking for myself, I, I almost liked, I was like drawn to relationships where I was scared. I was going to lose the person. That's like mm -hmm. kind of what excited me is like something that, um, I couldn't ever like feel safe with. Um, that's my own stuff, but you know, like that was kind of my definition of love was just like this, this desire of not being like left. And then, you know, to your, to your question about like self-love and, you know, it took me most of my life to ch try to learn, love myself and, and realize that I was worth loving and realize that like my, the true definition and my true definition of love wasn't, wasn't, didn't come out of this, like fear of losing someone, but should come out of like trust and companionship. And like, that's, those are the foundations of, of what real love is. And, you know, it's taken me a long, long time to kind of figure that out and a lot of like, you know, self-work, but, um, I, I found in my life, if I could like give you, give like one suggestion is like, is the, the times that I've found love and, and real love, are, are the times where I've come out of a relationship and worked entirely on myself, you know, put it all into myself and, and that kind of like self-love. And then that just like makes you, I think desirable. And also just, it puts you in a position to meet someone um, as a whole, rather than like piece of yourself, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. It makes total sense, man. And I think I've been there as well. I mean, I've had, yeah several failed relationships and I've learned so much about myself yeah. when those relationships failed. And I'm like, well, I thought in the moment before they failed, I thought that I was the best thing that ever happened to that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was kind of like this naive pride, proudful and egotistical attitude. But then when it sort of broke, then I, I sort of crumbled as well then yeah. had to sort of do this uh like i didn't love myself for who i was uh mm -hmm. straight after that so i i had to go on this long journey of figuring out number one who i was and why do i 
why do I want to live firstly? And secondly, what do I love the most about myself? And yeah, it takes a long, it takes a long time. But when I, I, I often say to people, firstly, you got to forgive yourself for any wrongdoing in the first place that you, you might've held on to uh, in the past relationship, like causing mm-hmm. the person pain. I mean, you can't change the past. You can only arrive at the place of forgiveness. And then that's where true love shows up. I mean, forgiveness in of itself is a, an act of love, I believe. Um, mm. That's what I've learned in my young 24 years of existing and still going <laughs> and <laughs> learning along the way, man. But yeah, I'm curious for you, man, like what do you, what do you love the most about yourself now? Um, that's a great question. It, you know, it, I would say I, I love my journey because, um, it hasn't been easy and it has been a struggle and I kind of haven't, um, given up, but like, uh, ultimately it's a really real story, you know, and I think I, sh- I share the kind of journey with a lot of people, um, that go on these kind of similar ups and downs journey of life. I think it's kind of like the, the, the ebb and flow of life. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I think, I think it's like that it's real and it's, it's just, it's mine and, and, and it wasn't easy and it's, it won't be easy and you just kind of keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I say that life is like a living roller coaster ride. You have yeah. climbs to the top that are sometimes slow and then you got the steep descents that are yeah. really, really fast and you got those quick turns, jagged edges and then I say, so strap yourself in. It's going to be one hell of a bumpy ride. <laughs> but it's going to be one of the best rides ever, man. Like, I mean, that's well said again. It's, uh, are you sure you're not a poet? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, I love I love stories. Like that's my, ever since yeah. I was a little kid growing up, it's just always been a, a passion of mine. And I guess you could say a love cool. of, of mine is getting to the heart of a person and then yeah. seeing and hearing about what they've been through because that's a human condition, right? We've all been mm-hmm. through incredible struggles. We've all been through a journey and I love listening to that and then taking things away of, Hey, I'm not alone in this. I'm not alone in my struggles. And then mm-hmm. if I can, if I can feel that way, how many others can feel that way too? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's an important distinction between all of us. I think is that we've all got hurt. We've all got mm-hmm. things going on, but, I think if we all come together and share those stories with one another, whether it's poetry, I mean, there's there's so many forms of of art that helps us all like form that story, if that makes sense. Like you've got mm-hmm. film, you've got poetry. It's it's a way of expressing it. So for me, man, it's more about the love of story than it is poetry although my mum is actually is a poet <laughs> believe it is or she not really? she is yeah yeah wow. so um i i sort of encouraged her to write poetry <laughs> or inspired her if i can say uh, that to write but that's awesome yeah I it kind that. of kind of runs in the family except i didn't get the the poetry gene or bug or whatever <laughs> anyway <laughs> but oh how cool well i you, love man, to read her stuff yeah, I got to I got to send it to you. I got to send you my stuff as well, man. I'm keen to hear yeah. your thoughts on it. Um, you know, cuz I love that. I don't want to take away from from your story right now. I feel like I am, but 
Yeah, my my whole journey has just been absolutely crazy. So I won't spoil anything for you. I want to sort of shock you. <laughs> um, but yeah, Whoa. for you, man. I'm excited like, to hear. Sorry, man. You, you go. My bad. Oh, I said I'm excited to hear. That's I'm. That's great. Likewise, man. Well, I sort of want to ask you because you mentioned that you've had some some down moments or some tough times. Are you able to share one that sort of impacted you the most that gave you a renewed perspective on your life? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I was, um, there's one that kind of, that, that sticks out to me. I mean, there's a few, but you know, one was very profound. Mm. Um, and that was, um, I, I lost a friend in, in high school um, that I was very close with. And we went on a camping trip and um, he ended up drowning. And um, it, it was just a, a very hard thing to do and to process, especially in that age. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it stuck with me forever. And I, you know, I often think about him and, and kind of, try to live, um, uh, a more rich life, um, kind of for him and with him. Um, you know, and, and I think that, um, I, I think death is a very, very, very powerful, powerful thing in, in reminding you to, to live and, and to reminding you of, you know, how, how finite life can be. Mm. Have you ever looked at or tried to understand why we have death in the first place? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, not specifically, but I think, you know, I think all poets spend a lot of their time trying to answer that exact question with um, varying degrees of success. But, you know, I, I, I truly think that, um, you know, death, serves a, serves a real purpose in, in remind, like I said, reminding us to, to live and, and, you know, if we all lived forever, life would be very different. Mm. Yeah. That is very true, man. Like I've, I've sort of wanted to ask so many people, like, I think this side of eternity, mm -hmm. I want to, the question that I do want to ask God when I do die and go to heaven is why did you create death in the first place? Well, I've just got so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> about yeah. Death, but... I don't think you're the only one. No, no. It's just one of those, one of those things, man. Yeah. yeah but anyway, move, moving um, the conversation along a little bit, the power of words I think is, is a very interesting thing. Um, what have you, how have you been able to, I guess, um, better your understanding of words? I mean, do you look up a dictionary or something like that? Or huh. how, do, how do you form the right kinds of words to have it make an impact, make an impact like the kind of impact that you do, if that makes sense again? Yeah. Um, well, thank you. And yeah, I mean, I, I would say that I, I read a lot. Um, I love reading, um, other people's work and, um, um, 
I, I know that Hunter S. Thompson, uh, you know, to beat writer's block, sometimes he would get some of his favorite books and he'd take out his typewriter and just start writing them out word for word. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he's like, once you kind of get in their flow, um, it can really help. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I write a lot and, uh, I read a lot. And then again, like I'm, I'm, I try to have fun with it, you know, when I'm writing and I, I just try to mess around a lot and I try to move words and, and kind of like mix things in, in ways that maybe, you know, they're not supposed to go. And I think that, um, I just kind of enjoy that part of it, but, um, yeah, you know, I, I think it, it, I'm, I'm always learning. I'm always trying to learn. I'm always trying to get better. Um, but ultimately I, I just like enjoy doing it and I, and I have a lot of fun doing it and, and that's, that's, that's why I do it. So in your opinion, what makes a great poet as opposed to a good poet? Is it mainly to do with the kind of words that you use or is there something more to it than that? Um, I think a good poet tries and a great poet just is, <laughs> and I have to try. Mm-hmm. um Bukowski said that he he's like uh he's like the trick is not to try and uh you know I think what he meant meant by that is is that um you know you don't ever go out there and try to write the, the best poem that's ever been written um go just just write um for fun and find that find your voice and 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 such Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think to, to answer your question, I, I think that, um, I, I think that, uh, really, really great poets, um, they have, they have something to, that they need to say and, um, it, it would just explode inside them if they didn't say it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they kind of write with such a passion and, and, and such, you know, um, that'd be my best answer. Do you feel like anything is missing currently in your life? Um, no, I think, uh, you know, I, I think my white life is always a work in progress, but you know, I, I'm really trying to live balanced. I'm really trying to give back and, um, you know, just try to be the best I can be and, and show up in, in with friends and family and relationships. Um, but you know, I I think we can always get better. We can always progress. And, um, yeah. Mm, That's very true, man. Who, who in your life, because you mentioned relationships there and your friends, you have a lot of interesting friends as we alluded to in the Uh, beginning, um, which is honestly amazing, man. Um, they're all from, from a distance. I can see that they are very humble people like yourself. And I always appreciate that, man. Like this, the whole celebrity aspect, I think we idolize and we all worship them to so much. So like, and it gets out of hand a lot of the time. And what yeah. I learned by doing this is that once again, we're all human beings, like without the job yeah. we do, what would we be? We're still blood and bone and flesh and, you know, yeah. our personalities, you name it. Like we create the celebrity. That's the thing. We, we put them on that pedestal based yeah. on what we see. So I think humility goes a long way. And I just want to acknowledge that for you, but the question, oh, thank you. 
Yeah, you're more than welcome, man. It's it's from from my heart to your heart, and saying thank you for, for giving me the chance <laughs> today to to be part of your life and and to ask you these kinds of questions. It's my uh, pleasure. But the question that I did want to ask you is: Who in your life has made the greatest impact, whether it be emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, you name it? Um, that's a that's a great question, and thank you for asking that. Um and those kind words. Um, I'd say two, I, you know, two people in my life that have, that have had a a big impact. And one is my, my mother. Um, and I think that, you know, secretly she was a big reason that I, that I found poetry in the first place. Um, you know, I dedicated my second book to her for finding, for hiding poetry where I'd find it. And what I meant by that was growing up, she would, um, put it like, you know, Jack Kerouac in my bookshelf and, and I would stumble across it and, and read it and, and think I found it, you know, as teenagers need to find for themselves. And, um, she, she was just really powerful in, in doing that. And, and, um, I remember she gave me this poster of Irish playwrights and poets and they all had quotes underneath their names. And I, I would just like memorize them and I, and I loved it. And, and I think she, she left some, some deep seeds in there. Um, and then, you know, uh, another friend who, who's really inspired me is, is, uh, Elon. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think him and I have, have been friends for quite a while and I, I just find him very inspirational, but, you know, a, a lot of people don't know this, but he, he's someone who, um, he, um, is like a huge fan of literature and poetry and, mm-hmm. and history and he can, he can recite long passages and, and complicated poetry. It's really incredible. He's like, like Winston Churchill in that way. And, um, you know, just starting off, he, he read my poetry, you know, really early on. And he, he texted me and was like, Hey man, just keep going. It's great. Um, and that, that meant a lot, you know? Um, but I, you know, I have so many friends and, and family close to me that have been really, really supportive um, in, in different ways. Um, they all kind of see Atticus as being like, a, uh, like my authentic self in a way. Um, and have been really supportive. This is Elon Musk we're talking about, right? Yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, spoke, I spoke with his mother the other day, actually her episode oh, May? is releasing. Yeah. May Musk. Um, yeah, she's the best. She is you, honestly you the best. You're on, you should have said you're on. Uh, you're having me on because we're we're great friends. I had no idea, man. Like yeah. <laughs> such a small world, dude. Like I, I had such a ball speaking with uh, May. I mean, she's. I read her book. I mean, I've got it. Yeah, right of I read it. Read it in two days, and I mean, I was blown away by where she came from to where she is now and oh yeah how she's been impacted so many people's lives it's honestly incredible same with elon i mean yeah, yeah man and i had no idea he was such a fan of of literature so i think yeah. i think the audience is going to get a a nice surprise there yeah. <laughs> thanks yeah. for sharing that uh i'm i've always been curious about this one but what has been the worst piece of advice you've ever received from someone <laughs> um left field question that's a great that's a great <laughs> question um you know 
when I was first starting out and um, I was, I was going to publish my book, um, everybody, you know, the, my publisher and my um, agent, um, you know, kind of everybody was very much like, Hey, you, you know, you should take off your mask and um, you'll, you'll be famous kind of thing. And, um, you know, I, I think that it was very um, enticing to do that sometimes, um, you know, just to like, you know, give up the, the anonymity and um, be, you know, just kind of come out and, and um, you know, it's just very enticing. And I, and I, and I think that, uh, you know, I'm just glad I, I haven't done it. And, and I think it would be for the wrong reasons. And I, you know, um, I still believe that you can kind of spread your, your words and spread your art without necessarily being, uh, be, being famous. And, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't really touch on it, but, um, you know, one of the kind of main reasons that I, that I chose to be anonymous was because I lost a friend, um, who, who was very famous and, um, you know, it kind of rattled me at, at the kind of risks and, and dangers of, of fame. And, and, um, you know, so it was, um, it was really just important to me to, to, to stay anonymous, but I'd say like, not, not necessarily the worst advice I've ever gotten, but, you know, just kind of advice that I've gotten that I'm glad I didn't heed was, um, you know, take off your mask, try to become, you know, famous, recognized. Mm. And you got to be true to yourself, man. You got to be authentically you and not warm to the pressures of an agent. And I mean, it's so easy to do that, isn't it? Like so easy. It's so easy. Especially if you want it. And that wanting is sort of challenged by that, that, I guess that person that could make it happen, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. But it's like yeah. it's so much better to live authentically and be in, in integrity, I've found at least, and I'm sure you've found the same thing, than to go against it because then you'd be not happy. You wouldn't be, yeah. it'd, be it'd just be like this fake existence and you'd be miserable all the time. No, you're so right. Um, it reminds me, I, you know, a year ago or you could call, you know, a while ago, I got, I got a message from some guy and he was kind of mad and disgruntled. And he's like, I know who you are. I'm going to tell everybody who you are. Um, and I was in my head, I was just like, why though? Like mm-hmm. you just, you want me to be recognized, you know, you, you want me to be famous. You want me to, you know, it's like, why you just want me to be unhappy. It's, it was just like, it, it kind of boggled my mind that, you know, most people are, are trying really hard to be famous. And like, I'm here saying like, Hey, listen, I don't, don't, I'm not really interested in being famous. And somebody was like, Hey, I want you to be famous. It was just like, I was kind of, is, I, I don't know. It, it was just, um, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I mean, maybe, maybe I just don't think like that, but, but mm-hmm. you know, I want people to be happy mostly, you know, which is a rare, rare thing, man. I mean, you do have the fame, so to speak, but yet 
you're still you. <laughs> you're still <laughs> you're still being genuine. And I think if it's one thing that people can learn from this is you can still make a difference despite the fact that you can be a, like quite anonymous, like the, the world doesn't know exactly who you are, so to speak, in terms of your name, but they know your work. They know that's, mm -hmm. I think that's more important. You, that's very inspiring. I, I, I didn't realize that what you just said um, about following other people and, and not you. It's really inspiring as well. So thank you for saying that. And I mean, I'm not famous by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> still, still got like a long way to go. I think that I don't want to be famous. That's, that's another thing. I don't want to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> getting, getting off on, on tangents here. But, um, I could go on for could go on for hours about it. I mean, I, I do think in in general that you know there is like such an emphasis these days on on fame and, and recognition. And I, I think that, um, people should just be really, uh, you know, deliberate and aware if, if that's what they think they want and, and just make sure it is what they want. Because I mean, um, Bill Murray had a line that said, if you want to become rich and famous, become rich first and see if you still want to become famous. And, oh, uh, I, I think there's something to that. And who was it as well? Jim Carrey said he wishes that everyone would get rich and famous just to see how much it doesn't satisfy. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love yeah, that one. Totally. That was a totally. powerful, powerful quote. Uh, Atticus, man, powerful. like my second last question for you. I know like our time is, is running. Would you be able to share one of your favorite uh, poems for us? I think it, like not to put you on the spot, but something that you have written recently that has sort of touched your heart the most that you could share with, with the audience. I think it'd be powerful. Yeah. Um, for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, see if I can remember, remember it. Um, but uh, I'll probably butcher it, but um, yeah, I got <laughs> one that's called, uh, called uh, my fate. And um I wrote this, my, my little sister was getting married and, and she asked me to ordain her, her marriage. Um, and, uh, she asked me to write this po poem about kind of like her love with her husband and, and how, you know, she wanted fate to be in there. And so I wrote this poem called my fate. Does the sun promise to shine? No, but it will even behind the darkest clouds. It will. And no promise will make it shine longer or brighter, for that is its fate, to burn until it can burn no more. So to love you is not my promise, it is my fate, to burn for you until I can burn no more. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was, that was my fate. I love it, man. <laughs> That's a beautiful poem. <laughs> That is a beautiful well, thank you. Song. I'm probably going to be thinking about that for the rest of the day now. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. Wow, man. Okay, this is my final question for you. Mm -hmm. This is my all-time favorite question I ask everyone at the end. It's a hypothetical one, but I want you to imagine with me for a moment that you've been able to reach the age of 100. All your friends and your family have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how in the world they got it all. We'll just call it magic for the sake of argument. 
but they've been able to get it and show it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? Oh, I love that. I love that a lot. Um, you know what? I, I would just love it to say that I was myself. I'd love it to say that I helped people, that I at least tried to change the world for the better. Uh, I would wanted to say that I laughed a lot and that um, I brought laughter into people's lives. Um, and I like to like it to say that my my poetry and things I wrote found people and when they needed it most and and helped them. Love it, man. Where can people find your poetry, man? Where can people connect with you and and learn more about your amazing work? Um, yes, um, it's at, at Atticus Poetry on Instagram, and everything's there. Amazing. You're not hard to find, but Atticus, no. man, I appreciate you, all the work that you're doing, and, and I acknowledge that. I appreciate you enormously for your time today, for sharing your stories on the Storybox podcast. Jay, thanks so much for being I really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit from hearing today's story. And before you go, I greatly appreciate it if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the Storybox. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then.